The Torah, the Gemara, doesn't look very kindly on superstition, as, as we know. And yet there are lots of things that we do and things that we believe that seem to be uh, surprisingly close to superstition. And one of them appears in our daf, on daf kafteh, on of 29a in Tainit, where we're told that Mishinichnas av mamatim besimcha, from the time that av comes in, the Mishnah tells us, we reduce the amount of simcha we have, we reduce the kind of the amount of joy we have. And then Rav Yehuda Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilat extends that in the name of Rav. Uh, this Rav Yehuda Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilat was known as an unbelievable cheder teacher, a teacher of children, uh, but was obviously a, a, an enormous Talmud Chochem, one of the early Amoraim, a Talmud of, of Rav. As you know, Rav and Shmuel were of the early, very early Amoraim, so the next generation is this Rav Yehuda Breder of Shmuel Bar Shilat, and he says, he extends this principle, the same as, as we reduce Simcha in Av, just as we reduce joy when we come into the month of Ach, Av, in the same way, the month of Adar is the counterpose of the, of, of the month of Av, and there we actually increase the levels of Simcha, the levels of joy that we have. Um, and the Gemara goes on to say on the next page that Rav Popa says, and therefore, if a Jew has, uh, for example, a court case with a non-Jew, he should try and not have it during the month of Av, where Ria Mazale, where his good fortune is damaged, is, is lessened. Adar Mazale, he should rather be involved in those kind of conflicts during the month of Adar when his mazel is strong, stronger. And to try and understand these boundary lines between mazel and, and superstition. Uh, and what do we mean by mazel? We say in mazel the Israel, the Jewish people are not governed by mazel, we're not affected by mazel. So why should mazel even be something that we're worried about in this situation? Um, that, that clearly stands out as something that we need to understand in this little piece of, of, of Gomorrah. The um, the the Michtam, the, the, this is a, a piece that's quoted in the Kovit Shittat Kamai. Uh, the Michtam was 13th century in uh, in France, uh, Rishon, who wrote uh, the, the Sefer HaMichtam based on the Psakim of the Rif mainly. And he points out that this, that, that we're told that in, in Adar one should have more joy. And we take that to mean we should party and take it easy and, and, and start having fun. That's not really what it means, he says. But it's not about eating a lot and having parties. That's not what it means. This is about being able to be misameach, those who are unfortunate, those who are poor, those who are suffering. Any simcha of mitzvah, this is a time to go after the joy of doing good in the world, the joy of uplifting people, the joy of cheering other people up. That's so misunderstood. So often when Adar comes in and we start thinking of Mishnichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha, that, that we start increasing joy. That's not what it means, says the Mikhtam. It doesn't mean to increase your own pleasure and your own joy and your own fun. That's not real simcha. Real simcha is l'sameach, is to make other people happy, to bring joy to other people. And Adar is the time to do that. Um, likewise, when it comes to the the month of, of Av, where it means reducing the, the amount of joy, the uh, Meiri says... Uh, that means whatever we're doing, we do it a, a little bit less intensely when it comes to matters of, of, of joy. And it's all about What this Gemara is really telling us is to be sensitive to time. 
that there are periods of the year that are have greater propensity to to one experience rather than another. There is a propensity for joy in Adar. There's a propensity for sadness in Av. So be aware of that. And our tefillot during Av should be to avoid tsar, to avoid suffering. The tefillot during Adar should be to enhance pleasure and to enhance happiness. Those are the times um, that, that we can do so. So this is really about the way we relate to those times. Because as the Gemara says, and Tosfus brings it clearly, the reason not to have a court case uh, with a non-Jewish person that could cause one loss uh, in the month of Av is Mishum Da'amar Le'el Megalginin Chovali Yom because the Rebbe Shalom tends to bunch tragedy together and to bunch joy together uh, and to have specific times of the year and Av is that time it's almost as if let's get it all done within one period of the year uh, and that's a time which is already difficult and we've already suffered and bad things have happened so let's push the those things that we need to have at that time. Uh, many of the G'dolim are opposed to the idea of, of uh, Yom HaShoah taking place when, when we have it during uh, Iyar or the beginning of Nisan sometimes. Um, we have times for, for remembering suffering and, and Av is such a time and perhaps Yom HaShoah should be included in, in Tisha B'Av but it is what it is and, and we've made it a, a separate day. But the intention is that Av is the day that we are conscious of, of difficulty, we're conscious of hard, hardship, uh, we daven uh, to avoid that, that hardship and that suffering for ourselves and for other people. That's the month of, of Av, and we need to tune in to that potential for hardship in the month of Av, just as we tune in in Adar to the potential for joy and for happiness and for Simcha. Uh, one of the interesting things that, that are, 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 are exist, I think there are two points that we need to have a look at. The one is the Ritvor's point about Ein Mazal Yisrael. We, we believe that the Jews aren't governed by luck, by good fortune, by astrology. Uh, we're, we're governed far more by the Ribbon Shalom's watching eye and the Hashkacha Pratit, the individual attention that the Ribbon Shalom shows upon individuals. And that, that's our focus. So what is this idea of Av being a time of bad luck, so to say, and Adar being a time of good luck. Um, and he says, this principle of Ein Mazal Yisrael, that the Jewish people are not governed by these external forces in the world, that applies to the 10 months of the year other than Adar and Nisan. But Adar and Nisan are months in which there is, Adar and Av, I'm sorry, Adar and Av are months where there is an impact of an external force, a positive force in Adar and a negative force in in Av, and we need to know that and be aware of that. Or, he says, alternatively, when we talk about um, uh, Mazal, we're not talking about uh, that, that there's more lack in the one than in the other, because we don't believe in lack, but we're talking about a Gezerah Kari Mazal, Belashon Bnei Adam. When the Rebbe decrees certain things, we call it Mazal, a person's having bad Mazal. It's not really bad Mazal, it's the Rebbe decided on certain things. And so it is with the months of Av and Adar. It's not that they're months of bad luck, they're months when Hashem has decreed certain things. The um, last really interesting thing to look at is something that the Me'iri brings up and says uh, that we're not allowed to have um, or to celebrate engagement parties during the month of Av. Hala Ares Mutar, but we learn in the Gemara and Moed Cotton that you can get engaged, even without a party, but just to get engaged, engaged even on Tisha B'Av itself, 
not to delay it. If a man's ready to propose to a woman and it turns out to be Tishabov, don't delay it. Even on Tishabov itself, he should propose. Um, and, and why is that? Because if he postpones, anything could happen. He could postpone and somebody else could propose to her. And the uh, Gemara asks, because it's, it's Shmuel who makes that comment in Masechet Moed Kotnan Daf Yudchet, and says that on Chala Moed you're allowed to you're allowed to propose to a woman also. And the Gemara says, but didn't Shmuel also say that Bechol Yom Veyom Bat Kol Yotzed Veomeret Bat Ploni Leploni Sadeh Ploni Leploni? There is a heavenly voice that decrees um, as soon as a, a man is born, a young boy is born, there's a heavenly voice that attaches him to the daughter of a particular person who will be his wife later on. So this idea of, um, of Bashir, that these things are set up beforehand, uh, why should we be worried that, that if I don't propose to the girl on, on Tishabav, that the day after Tishabav, somebody else might take her. Surely it's been decreed that she's to be my wife, if she is to be. And if she isn't, then what difference does it make? And the Gemara goes on to discuss it there and says, what it means is, another person could daven so hard and so intensely that it could allow her to become available to him. And even though ultimately that might not work out and she might, might land up being your wife ultimately, but that's quite a long route around. And there is the power of prayer. There's the power of tefillah. The Gemara says in, in, in Wade Cotton, Robert heard a young man davening and praying. Please bring so-and-so, such-and-such a woman to me as my as my betrothed, I want to become engaged to this woman, create the opportunity for me. And Rava says to, to him, you shouldn't daven that way, because if she's meant for you, you're going to get her. She's not going to disappear anywhere. And if not, then you're denying Hashem. Later on, he heard that this man was saying, uh, may she die or may I die, but, but this, is, this isn't working out. And Rava says, didn't I tell you this doesn't work? In other words, the power of prayer is such it can even override what Hashem sees as, as the best for a person. That's If one really wants something passionately and one asks Hashem for it, one can ask so hard that if, if one words one's prayers incorrectly, one can be asking Hashem to give one something that isn't in one's interests, that isn't a good idea for one to have, that isn't what Hashem really wants for us. Our prayers are so, so powerful that they can even override Hashkocha, so to say. They can even override what Hashem has set aside and wants to do. So yes, it's true that Hashem decides that this particular girl is set aside for this particular man, but a third person could come and through the power of prayer could divert the girl from the man for a long period of time even um, because Hashem responds to the prayer and responds to that individual. And so here too, although in, uh, during the month of Av we diminish good things and certainly in the week of Tisha B'av, as we learn in the Gemara, and certainly how much more so on Tisha B'av itself. Nevertheless, this one thing, don't postpone. This is a good lesson to the young men in the world who are thinking about getting engaged, who are thinking about proposing. Don't mess around. If the Gemara allows you to do it even on Tisha B'av, there is an urgency. When it's the right time, when you're ready to do it, and the girl is ready, and this is the time to become engaged, don't mess around, don't delay, don't procrastinate. Anything can happen. Uh, and and things that can happen can really damage the the natural process. Do what you need to do at the right time, um, and and do it in the in the right way. 
and that, and that even if it's on the the month of of Tisha B'Av as well. So Mishinichas Avamatim B'Simcha. The origin of this whole principle is in our Mishnah. When Av comes, we reduce Simcha because this is a time that Hashem puts those things that are negative together, and we and we need to be tuned in to the fact that this is not an easy time for the Jewish people. And, uh, and when it comes to Adar, we increase the Simcha, we dial up the Simcha in the sense of bringing joy to the world because this is, is a time of happiness, this is a time of joy uh, and a time in which it's easier to create and develop the, the power of joy.